Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physiomemes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. So we are focusing our episode today about what to expect when you're about to start school and especially getting into the first semester, first round of exams. We both know that could be a lot. And so we're just going to go a little more into that. But first, we wanted to give some updates. And first and foremost, we launched our beta course. (laughs) Beta course. Yes. And we are super excited about it and already just very humbled with the the amount of people who responded to our Instagram post about it and we have an application we had a good good amount of responses and people who filled it out and we have students who are already committed to our beta course which is super exciting but registration closes June 22nd so for people listen ah, it would have already closed <laughs> never mind it closed yesterday sorry guys <laughs> Yes. So if you are listening to this and you have been following us, you should have, you should know already about the beta course. So yeah, get caught up, get on, get on top of your game here. (laughs) But if you are interested, still send us a message, a message. We'd love to hear from you. So even if it is like Sunday and you're listening to this the day after our, we close registration, Send us a message if you're interested because we would love to chat with you and hear more about your story, your story and your journey and where you're at right now. So weekly updates besides the beta course. Gabby, what did you have going on in your classes? And tell people, for those of you listening to this as your first episode, like kind of where are you at in your PT journey? Yes. Yeah, so I am currently a second year student. Still feels weird to say that. I'm a second year at High Point University in High Point, North Carolina. And currently my semester is, it's really actually kind of great with, and I like all of my classes. Some weeks I have nothing. I could have nothing for like up to two weeks. And then there's some weeks where I have like two or three exams and group projects too. And, um, but yeah, overall it's been good. Specifically this week, We've been focusing more on uh, advanced manual therapy techniques, which has been really cool, and prepping for my practical next week. So stay tuned for that um, for next week's episode. And then today, actually, this is, well, this week, I was co-lead on um, a patient in our pro bono clinic, which was really fun, and it's really 
awesome to to see a patient like he this is now his second week and he wants to come consistently and so we were able to build up and add more exercises to his plan and really just give him some confidence and some motivation and it's it was great so definitely was a good time with that and i'm looking forward to being exposed to different different patients and populations because especially at the pro bono clinic a lot of these patients don't have insurance and you may be the first one seeing them for what they're coming in for so it's been really cool just to hear different stories of my classmates patients because some of them have a lot of comorbidities so it's been it's been definitely interesting and i love that your program does that you have your pro bono like you're in pro bono clinic as part of your what is the class called uh community oh wait it's just called pro bono clinic i guess okay yeah, yeah like everybody does it it's not like an option you just go exactly yeah we go once a week and then we have a community outreach class which is connected to it um just talking about different aspects as we're going through got it yeah. and this was a week where you didn't have as much going on and did you say next week is where it picks up again next week where it picks up again yes and we actually had a lot of um, podcast stuff this week, so that was really nice to get more into that. But yes, next week's next week it picks up with some more exams and a practical. So hopefully, we'll all go well. But yeah, so Sarah, how was your week? This week, like I said in the last episode and the one before that, the summer has been great. I. I'm sorry for those of you who maybe your summer is kind of shitty, but <laughs> I'm loving this so far. I mean, the only thing that just started, so half this summer we have a certain set of classes that are like one or two credits and then they switch halfway through. So this past week, like starting on Monday, was the new classes that were we kind of traded out and we kept a couple. So we still have PT modalities. We still have nutrition. We, we still have pharmacotherapy, but instead of environmental considerations and psychosocial, now we have diagnostic imaging and EBP, which is evidence-based practice. So evidence-based practice is just a lot of tedious work. It's not that it's hard or complicated. It just takes a lot of time because you're reading all these research articles and like answering questions about them and diving deeper into them. Just takes a lot of time. So I've been doing a lot more this week <laughs> in terms of class, but that's the main class that has been taking up more time. And then PT modalities, we're like going over some modalities that are kind of old fashioned, but you know what? We have to know them. We got to pass the boards. Some of the stuff includes like diathermy, UV radiation. We already did ultrasound. Did you already do E-STEM? I mean, in class we didn't. Not yet, but yeah. <laughs> PT modalities, gotta love them. Yeah, that's the one where you really need to like go to class and practice on each other because you have to pass the comp or like the skill check, whatever your school calls it, to do it on a fake patient in front of a physical therapist. And like they make sure you're going through the procedure and, and informing and educating the patient in the right way and all of that stuff. And that's really cool, though. I mean, all programs will have this sort of class and it may be um, one class or it may be multiple classes in a series. But I took that modalities class it was last fall 
yeah, which is crazy. Uh, and that was your second semester. And here we are. Here we are. How <laughs> many months? Oh my God. <laughs> You're over a year later. Yeah, over a year. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe it. And oh you're, almost, you're almost a year. Almost. A lot happens in a year, like we've been saying. But I, it was almost exactly a year ago that I had just been called off the wait list after being waitlisted two years in a row to come here and after being denied from 18 schools. So it's quite an adventure. And if you guys are like trying to put all your stuff together because you were called last minute, we'll, we'll go through a little bit of that for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So we wanted to talk a little more about, you know, what to expect in your first semester and going through, you know, the first round of exams because I, we both know that going through exams in PT school for the first time is overwhelming you don't know what to expect and you you may not do well on those initial exams i know looking back and um talking to some of the first years i was i <laughs> i struggled in those first you know exams and and it's totally okay if that happens because you're i mean you reflect on it you learn from it you go to your professor figure out what what you missed but the big thing is, is not to stress too much over it because there will be, um, there will be plenty of more exams and that doesn't mean like you're going to fail out of PUT school. It just makes you think, okay, I might need to change my study habits or I didn't understand a topic. So just know that it is totally normal if you don't do well on, or don't do as well as you thought you would on the initial exams for PT school. Oh yeah. I failed every one of my first exams. All of them. Yep. <laughs> yep. All of them. Same. Not saying that you should like, you know, not bounce back from it. Clearly we both bounce back from it. And that's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Because that's something a lot of people, you know, don't talk about is there is a possibility like you have to hit the requirements of your school and just know that going into it, we don't want any of you to be kicked out. And I don't think any of you will be, but if you're legit concerned, if you start to fail more exams all in a row, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And exactly. that's why we created the course is to, you know, help you all get through PT school because it's so insane. And this is what we wish we would have had. But not talking about the beta course. Just wanted to put that, <laughs> to put that in there. You guys yeah. learn from your mistakes. That, that's the big takeaway here. Exactly. Definitely agree. And once you make it through first semester, it's going to be a huge relief. But then you have to think, okay, got to you know, keep that momentum going. Because I would say first year is definitely the most challenging. And it could be the second year has different, you know, there's different programs might do it differently, but I found so far that my first year was definitely the, the hardest. <laughs> oh, everyone we've talked to, we have talked to hundreds of PT students yeah. and physical therapists about this. The first year is the hardest. So make it through that and you are much more likely to continue with success through the rest of your PT school career. Definitely. So push through the tough parts. And for those of you who you just had your first week, congratulations. 
I hope you liked all your classmates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing too, because your classmates are the people who you spend eight hours a day with, five days a week, plus on weekends usually, and and you really like connect with these people, and you're all going for a common goal, and your classmates are your like your family, and sometimes they annoy you, and sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes you um, like you're all really close, which is awesome. And I think that's just so great that we can all come together and help each other out because no one's trying to like, you know, be better than anybody because we're all on the same, we're all on the same page. We just want to pass. We're all on the same struggle bus here. We get it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And for those of you who just started Anatomy Lab, if you have Cadaver Lab, if your program has it, which most programs do, what did you think, Gabby, of your, like your first day? Because you did not have any cadaver experience in undergrad, right? Nope, none. So how was day one, walking into Cadaver Lab, opening up the bags? So day one, I was definitely nervous, but I was a little excited, and Thank God in my group, one of my classmates, she actually took an advanced cadaver lab in undergrad. So she was comfortable, already comfortable with using the tools and, you know, being around a cadaver. And so for me, I think we were a little hands off the first week. I know I was, um, or just getting used to like using the scalpel and the tweezers and, you know, doing all these things, getting exposed to all the cadavers. So I would say the first week I was a little more hands-off, but then once I got more comfortable, I started going in on weekends and that really helped me just get more exposure kind of one-on-one and, you know, tagging and identifying structures. So I think that really helped me. Um, I don't know. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, so I had, it wasn't a cadaver class in undergrad, but in undergrad, um, my university had a connection with Neomed which is in Ohio, and we would go like once every other week or something for two semesters of undergrad. We did not dissect, but we did like prosect, which is just looking at something that's already dissected. So the med students, the PA students, and all of the people at Neomed dissected, and then they had two people. I assumed they were the GAs, but I didn't really know at the time. They would present it to us. So that was more nerve wracking. I had like the Vicks vapor rub under my nose. I like, cause this was a big cadaver lab. This is a big facility. It's like, it's huge. And so I was super nervous walking down there and the first day they did the face. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby just made a disgusted face. What? I wish you all could have seen that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is wild because I know the first day, like for everybody, maybe they just want you to like rip the bandaid off and see the whole body. But we did the face last. We kept the face covered pretty much the whole time. Yeah. So in grad school, we did that last, but since they had already, like these cadavers were fully dissected already. They were done. They were like ready to be shipped back, cremated, whatever happens after that so they just started off with that um which is crazy and honestly the fumes in under like the place I went to in undergrad what they were a lot worse because there were so many cadavers compared to in grad school there were only like I think 
10 or so 10 or 12 cadavers so it was not nearly as bad and i think they're using some kind of different chemicals because i did not have the same reaction on day one of grad school um it was just harder to open up the bags and like see a whole body that was tough initially because it was fresh you know like nothing had been dissected to make it almost look like a model and i don't mean to sound inhumane or anything but in order for me to kind of get through the beginnings of it that's how i thought of it like these people donated their bodies to science and you are learning from them so the initial cut was the worst after that it was fine like i i loved cadaver lab i would i didn't necessarily like picking off the fat for hours but the actual learning portions of it and the experience looking back i have a lot more I don't know. Retrospectively, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. I feel better. I feel like it was valuable looking back at it. But in the moment, I felt like, why am I here doing this, spending, you know, six hours every Friday for two whole semesters in a group of five with one entire body? Oh, yeah, definitely. There were some days that were, that were definitely worse than others, just in regards to, like you said, picking up fat or just doing um, certain parts of the cadaver, especially the GI eye, that, that was not my favorite. Um, you mean but, you don't like going through the pelvis either? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Honestly, I know this might be a little graphic for some people, but <laughs> the worst part was the brain, like the smell. Yeah. I enjoyed, like once it was out, that was fine, but it was the initial like open like mm. chops open like oh that smell was the worst everything else it was it was okay it was manageable it was just anytime that somebody cut bone that smell is so nasty <laughs> like i i should have brought a mask if if you guys are concerned about cadaver lab bring a mask in there it's not a big deal bring some goggles whatever makes you feel comfortable put some fix vapor rub under your nose do all those cliche things um don't necessarily pack yourself a nice meaty lunch afterwards Mm -mm. no do not I I was gonna say definitely that part um with you know when we first got the brain out but actually my I know my group our brain was so adhered to our skull that it was so hard to get out and my anatomy professor she always remembers you know that that time and (laughs) that time in lab when we were taking the brain out because it was just so hard. But once it was out, all the structures were intact and she was like, this is a beautiful brain. And we're like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All that hard work. (laughs) And you guys will have moments too. Like my anatomy professor, he's a genius. Like I don't, I don't even know how he, he is a master dissecting. So we would be digging through looking for this one specific nerve for hours and hours. And we're like, I think this is it. And we'd show him and he'd just like rip through and like none of it would be right. And be like, ah, <laughs> like all of this time you spend trying not to rip the nerves or the arteries or the whatever. And then he goes through, he goes through and he like just knows the body so well. And I was not at that level. <laughs> like I probably will never be at that level because that is not 
what I'm doing for a living. And he does that, you know, every year for the last however many 20 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there would be times where I would get so frustrated because I'd just be like, oh, no, you don't need this. And it's like, what? I just spent so much, or my group spent so much time like going around that. And especially nerves, like nerves would just be ripped out, like, like nothing. Exactly. Oh, my heart would just drop I, when I would, you know, we've saved this precious thing for so long. Definitely talk to your GAs and your professor, like as you're going along, don't waste your time. Like look at your anatomy book beforehand. I wish I had actually looked at complete anatomy from the start. Did you use complete anatomy, Gabby? I did. Yes. I think I used it maybe like a month into PT school. Wouldn't that have been so nice day one? <laughs> oh yeah. It would have been awesome. Oh my gosh. It was so helpful and we are not sponsored by Complete Anatomy, but Complete Anatomy is the best app for looking at structures. And even with MSK, I use that a lot, just going in depth and to see like everything. So highly recommend that you guys get it if you don't have it already. Yeah, because it's a 3D atlas, so you, like, can rotate the body. You can take out certain, like, you can take out the nervous system or show only the nervous system or only the muscles or the bones, and, like, it's it's a lot that you can do with it. It's really incredible. But, yeah, like I said, we're not sponsored. I just really like it. <laughs> it would have helped me so much. Oh, yeah, for sure. And also, I was going to mention, how was your first midterm week in your first semester, if you remember it? Oh, that was terrible. It was, it was um, the weekend. It was the week after the National Student Conclave. And I did not do all of my midterms. <laughs> I, I think everyone should go to the National Student Conclave. That was a lot of fun. But I did not time my studying very well beforehand because I still wasn't fully adjusted. Like uh, going from undergrad to, you know, over a year gap between undergrad and grad school, I did not have good study habits and it took me really struggling first semester to do something about it. I still, I, now I remember that too, your midterm week after NSC and that was rough. Like, no, I was trying to study on the plane and it just was not working. Yeah. And both of our midterms, midterm weeks were just, they were, were really rough but you will make it through and even though you might have like six exams five exams in a week you're gonna make it and it's just gonna be like you're gonna go through these through these obstacles in school and you just have to get through it your professors will understand and everybody might be very like on edge and stressed but that doesn't mean you know that doesn't mean much. It's just everybody's like wants to do well. And if you don't, then it's just, I know I didn't do well on one of my midterms and I had to go to my professor and say like, Hey, I know we're like halfway through. What can I do better for the final exam in order for me to pass and do well for the next sequence of um, this class? And so that really helped as well. And I ended up getting um, a really high grade on my, or we don't do grades, we do colors. So I got the highest color. I got a green 
on my final. And yeah, I mean, that, that really helped talking to my professors. Yeah. And for those of you who have like kind of different grading systems, let's just briefly explain every program is different. You, some are pass fail. Some have the color system, which is pretty much like a, a pass fail essentially. And then some actually have letter grades and you just need to maintain a certain cumulative GPA. So double check what system you have going on, what your minimum requirements are to make it through each semester. So that if you are looking through your grades, at midterms or the week before midterms and you're like it's not looking so hot that is the time to go talk to your professor or your advisor and work something out and just be present and show them that you're motivated to get through this let's see so we talked about like first exams they're a little rough we talked about first day of cadaver lab if you have cadaver lab what piece of advice did you give to somebody who just started PT school? Something you wish someone would have told you back then. Definitely. And we know there are a lot of you who just started PT school. So I wish someone would have told me that studying for eight hours at a time is not going to do much. And I spent a lot of time my first semester just, you know, super like trying to focus and not working out as much. So pretty much I carried my habits over from undergrad, which was not healthy at all, just because I knew I took a gap year and I just felt behind with like learning material. And, you know, my, my excuse for that is, oh, I have to work harder, not smarter. So I don't know. I think for me, it was more, I was so burnt out after my first semester because of the habits that I developed. And it wasn't until I, I failed my final practical for the, my foundation clinical skills class that I was like, okay, something obviously needs to change um, because I wasn't good at balancing all my classes. So definitely schedule out time for yourself because you will have time, especially on the weekends. Don't dedicate like all day Saturday and all day Sunday just you know studying you have to take that time for yourself even in your first semester no matter how stressful it is that would be my piece of advice but what about you Sarah yeah take the freaking weekend you don't have to take both days off but have one day a week whether it's a Friday night a Saturday or a Sunday to just chill do something you enjoy with people you like hanging out with and not doing other things that are going to drain you, but things that will like fill you back up and get you ready for the next week. Because like Abby said, it's easy to get burnt out in the first semester. And this is, it's such a crazy concept to think like, oh, you know, you can be burnt out as a student because you're studying way too much and it's unnecessary. You should obviously study smarter, go through and have some focused studying. But like Abby said, taking eight hours straight to study, is not gonna do a single thing for you. Nope, learn from my mistakes. It does not do you any good. <laughs> and once I realized that and Honestly, it was just having confidence in myself as well. I was very 
negative in my first semester because I just felt like I didn't, I wasn't smart enough. And especially after that final practical, when I had to retake it, it was, you know, I failed it the first time, but when I re did have the retake, it was fine. But just knowing that, you know, more than you think you do, and you don't have to spend so much time, like, just beating it in your brain, because <laughs> that's definitely not going to help. Yeah. So the biggest thing for you guys to overcome, if you have this, not, and not everybody has this, but firstly, imposter syndrome. Secondly, testing anxiety. So once your mind is right, you you feel you worked your butt off to get to where you are. And so did all of your classmates sitting next to you. Everyone's journey is different. You can't compare your journey to theirs. So stop doing that, first of all. Second of all, accept that you are here. You're here in this moment, no matter how long it took you to get here, no matter how much you may or may not have struggled in this whole process. Just get over yourself in this moment and see that you do belong there. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You have to be hardworking. And when you're studying, kind of get out of your own head because testing anxiety is the number one reason people are not making it through the first semester because they are so incredibly stressed about this exam that they can't even think straight. They can't, you know, I'm not going to go into all of the neuro, but your mind is blocking all of the nerve signals to where that information is because you are so stressed out. If you could work on calming yourself down before an exam, that would do wonders for you. Exactly. Yeah, that is 100% the most true thing I've ever heard. I don't, does that even happen? <laughs> 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 that, <I've never> <laughs> uh, that is the key to getting through your first semester, hands down. You have to overcome your test anxiety and figure out a way to make it through an exam, like Sarah said, because your brain's just going to be fogged and clouded and you're not, you're not going to read answers correctly. You're going to, you're not going to read the questions correctly. That's just a domino effect. And you just go spiraling down the wrong path. And I know another thing other than test anxiety is like mindset and confidence. I know that's a big thing too, because for me, I always had trouble like following my gut and I would look at a question and I'd pick the first answer or I would go I would first look through the answers and I would pick the one that I know and then I would be between two and I would be like, crap, like I would pretty much talk myself out of putting my first answer and then that just screwed me over for the rest of the time. So learning how to do that and if you know your first answer and your gut is usually correct, then just go with it and move on. Because if you go back and just dwell on that one or few questions, then most likely you're probably going to get it wrong. 
Yeah, and if it you, if it stresses you out, also to see all your classmates like get up and turn their chest in before you and like hear them shuffling around. My classmate, she brings like earbuds in and just wears them during the exam. That's absolutely fine. Talk to your professor. Be like, is it okay if I wear earbuds? Because this is causing me even more testing anxiety because everyone's finishing before me and I'm taking the whole time. Get the freaking earbuds. Put your head down and get it done. Exactly. AKA that was me for one of my classes every time. Second to last person, always. And here you are. You're <laughs> fine. You're absolutely fine. And also probation. I guess we should briefly talk about this. Does your program even have like an academic probation? Yes, we do. It's called academic review committee, but <laughs> sounds we call nicer. It, it's it's well, it's um more of just sitting down with your professor and advisor and going through, you know, may honestly, I think I'm, I've never been. So from what I hear, it's more of like, you're sitting down explaining, um, okay, what's, what's going on. And you have like a, a sheet that you have, you sign and abide to, um, if you need to change something like study wise i'm not entirely sure but yes we do have something similar to that in regards to different aspects different aspects grades professionalism any other problem you're just like signing a contract basically saying this is what i'm do going to do to solve this problem in order to stay in this program exactly okay and then your professor's there your advisor's there and you like all sign it you're all witness to each other so mm -hmm. it's got to happen yes okay yeah. And so for us, um, normally <laughs> what's supposed to happen is around midterms, if somebody has a C, like anything below an 80 average in a class, because you need to have a 3.0 cumulative to stay in the program. If you drop below that 3.0 cumulative, you're on academic probation, which is kind of like what Gabby described where, you know, nothing happens. You're not kicked out, but they are all looking at you very intently now. Like you are walking on thin ice. You only have one more semester to bring your grades back up. That's it. So what's supposed to happen is if they see somebody under that 3.0 QM around midterms, they have them come in and talk to their advisor, professor, director of the program, and you all make a plan of action to get you through. This year was a little different. It didn't happen until a couple of weeks before the end of the semester and other things ensued. It was a problem. So take action for yourself. Just take your grades into your own hands. So if you see that you're not necessarily, or maybe you're borderline what their requirements are for you, and it's about midterm week, like that's the time to go is right before midterms or right after midterms. And if your midterms are not exactly halfway through the semester, do it halfway through the semester. Like that's the time to go when you can actually make a difference in your grades, not two weeks before finals, because then it's too late. Exactly. And obviously you want to do well in your finals and just have that good feeling like going out and going on your holiday break, however long that may be, because that is the best feeling of knowing that you did well on your finals and you're done with that semester. Not saying to shove all that information out of your brain, but just saying that you're uh, you're done with those class some of those classes yeah and 
for those of you who don't already know, I was on academic probation my first semester. I was one point away from an 80 in neuro. And I was very borderline A, B for some other classes. And since I had all Bs, there's no plus or minus at my program. And I think most programs are like that. There's no plus or minus for the, it's not like undergrad. I don't know if that's an Ohio thing. <laughs> like undergrad, we had A plus or A minus, or like A minus. Mm-hmm. Did you have that in undergrad? I did. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's not an Ohio thing. So <laughs> we didn't have that. So B is a B, whether it's an 80 or whether it's an 89, a B is a B. So I had all Bs, even if some of them were really high, and then one C, even if I was one point away from that B. So I was on probation. But I brought it up the second semester. Yes, you did. And you successfully made it through neuro and anatomy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, those two are the worst. So, I mean, whatever you guys are struggling with the most, focus on it. I know that's not the most pleasant thing to do, but... That's what you have to do to be successful. Yeah, you have to face it. And I know some of us are afraid to like face, <laughs> face whatever it is, whether that be um, a certain class or a certain subject. I know I avoid things and just know that you have to take into account that this is your education. And if you don't like... I had an analogy and now I just forgot it. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, if you don't take matters into your own hands, then things are not going to go well and you don't want that. So whatever it is, go to your advisor, talk to them, talk to one of your classmates because, or talk to someone who's a year above you, who's actually gone through what you're doing. Just face your fears head on is my thing. And if you feel like you can't go to any of those people, reach out to us. Reach out to a friend who maybe isn't even in the program. Just somebody you can vent to, get it all out there. Do not bottle up all of your stress from the whole semester. You've got to talk through it, walk through it, whatever. Get through it in your own mind or else this is just not going to be the best PT school experience. And you should really enjoy this journey because you're paying to be here. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely enjoy the journey. And this is what you wanted to do this whole time. I mean, everything has led to this moment of being in PT school and getting your doctorate of physical therapy. So you want to enjoy it and just go along, go along the ride because it's going to be the most challenging and best part of your life. Part, I would say one of the best parts of your life <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah man we've never actually given advice that was kind of weird like ask all of our guests yeah we went and sometimes we give a little bit of advice but we went all in with this like if I was listening to this right now and you were saying all that stuff in my ear I would be like what am I doing with my life I need to get my (laughs) shit together and listen to, I can just, I remember you were just saying, like, you were just so focused. And I was like, I can just imagine you in my ear saying these things and be like, all right, I'm going to take action. I'm going to do all this stuff. So if you're one of those people, go do whatever you wanted to do. (laughs) Wow. So specific. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Bam. 
Sorry. <laughs> I'm just so excited. All right. We will stop there for today, guys. If you do have any questions or if, I mean, we love hearing your stories. So please reach out to us. Tell us about your journey because everyone's journey is so different. And it's been quite an adventure for us to be able to talk to all of these different student physical therapists like yourself about their journeys and have them on the podcast and also physical therapists about their journeys during PT school and advice for you all. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed our time talking about our schedules, but then also going really in depth into first semester and kind of giving you guys a wake up call of what to expect. You got this. You got this. If you guys have any issues, please reach out to us. Best of luck and talk to you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.